passionate income, to wrap all this up and to punctuate it, is where you figure out how to build a business around your life, not your life around your business. What can you do where you wake up in the morning on freaking fire and do make money and revenue from that thing? Because at the end of the day, winners win. And when a winner stops winning, what happens? Complete breakdown of identity, complete loss of ego, depression, anxiety, and a midlife crisis that it can happen at any given point. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Flow Over Fear podcast, where it is our mission to help you to rise above fear and realize your ultimate potential in leadership and life. I'm your host, Adam Hill, and it is my goal to share with you the human side of high performance. My guests share their experience with fear, anxiety, struggle, challenge, and most importantly, despite all of it, how they rose above it to achieve incredible results. So if you're ready to rise up, let's get started. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Flow Over Fear. Thanks for being here. I'm really, really glad you're here. And I'm excited about my guest today because I know that a lot of people are going to be able to relate to this one. He has made it to the top level of a Fortune 500 company in their sales organization. He became a top producer in that position. And by all outside appearances, he had everything. He had arrived. and But what he discovered upon arriving was that corporate America was just not all that it was cracked up to be. So he left. And he spent the next half year traveling the world. And within a year, he would find himself, uh, find financial freedom, financial and lifestyle freedom, and build a top 1% Global Podcast, which is an amazing podcast, by the way. Brian Lubin is an entrepreneur, a real estate investor, and host of the wildly popular The Action Academy Podcast, where he talks with seven, eight, and nine-figure entrepreneurs about how they earn freedom in life and in business. And as someone who has walked away from corporate life to live a life of abundance and adventure, Brian is on a mission to help 1 million people or more do the same thing through the Action Academy. Brian, dude, thanks for being here, man. Dude, I'm rewriting my my bio to what you just said. That sounds yeah. way better than what I put. I'll send it to you. <laughs> that was awesome. I'll send it to you. Can I, just have you. can I just have you read it out whenever I'm making an intro? Somebody will ask for an intro for me on any other podcast, and I'll just put your voice in that recording. Yeah, dude, that, that's, <laughs> nah, man. that's my next gig on Fiverr. I'll just do that for a living. Yeah. <laughs> yeah bios. But thank you so much. <laughs> thank you so much for having yeah, me, guys. Uh, thank, thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, Adam and I are going to pour into you, pour into you for the next thirty to sixty minutes, and uh, we promise that we're not going to waste a single one of yeah. them. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, and and I've heard your podcast, which is amazing. Please, please check it out because you deliver so much value. I mean, just I. And this is the amazing thing. I mean, you started that doing that podcast what like a year ago, year, little over a year ago, year and a half, year, ago, and, a year half. and a half ago, before you left your job, having this vision of what you wanted to become, and and. And you just learned over that period of time to deliver so much value in that in that situation, and 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 you have this this phrase that I want to kind of dig into this story because I want to get into your story, but I want to get into this passive to passionate income idea that you have. So we're all striving for mm -hmm. passive income, right? I mean that income that just keeps coming in mailbox money. What is the difference between that and your passionate income? Sure. So to preface it, uh, what is on the other side of getting everything you've ever wanted, right? So a lot of us think 10 steps ahead and we think that we've arrived, right? Um, over and over again, we're like, oh man. Uh, so first you begin in this kind of corporate setting, which is what I call captive income. 
Captive income is this process where you are trading your time for money. So 90% of the population, right? Uh, I work hard, I make money. I work harder over time, I make more money or and or you are doing a sales-based profession where you have commission bonuses, whatever have you, that's performance-based. So I work harder, I get more money. Then you move into passive income. Passive income is where you are no longer having your time, <clears throat> time attached to your money. Money's coming in where you could be laying on the couch, you could be at the beach doing whatever. This is where we've been for the last 20 years, okay? We, how many podcasts have financial freedom in their name? Like hundreds, right. thousands. Yeah. How many articles, how many YouTube videos can we find? How many TikTok videos? Uh, Tim Ferriss wrote The 4-Hour Workweek, fantastic book for anybody that hasn't read it, uh, that came out in 2004. Mm-hmm. So we're on 19 years of talking about financial freedom, traveling around the world. Here's the kicker. People are doing it. I did it at 27 years old. Yeah. So th- that's the benefit, right, of having information and taking action on it, which Adam and I can get into in this episode. But here's the kicker. You have more people than ever. We've never been richer as a society, as a world than we are today. We see a lot of fear mongering in the media. We see a lot of uh, pain, uncertainty, regret, and fear. The reality is we have never been wealthier than we are today. Mm -hmm. Um, We have assets. We have never had more information. We have more information in our pocket than the president of the United States had in the 1990s. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we all have all the tools that we need to be successful. And a lot of us have achieved, quote unquote, financial freedom, which is you have enough money coming in through investments uh, to where you no longer have to work. Your expenses are covered from your investments. So everyone's goal in life is to go lay on a beach in Mykonos, uh, lay on a beach in Hawaii and just say, kick back, put their hands behind their head and say, I made it. This is it, baby. This is living. Right. Here's the kicker. What happens next? You've got a lot of life to live, buddy. Okay, you did it. Congratulations. Now what? After two weeks or three weeks on that beach, you're going to be hungover and sunburnt, my friend. And you're going to start asking yourself, who the hell am I? Who have I become? And what's next? So that's where I come in. Because I did the thing that a lot of you guys are looking to do. And I'm 28 years old right now. And a lot of you Mm -hmm. may be 48, 58. And you're trying to do this thing still. And a lot of people have a heck of a lot more money than I do. And I've got a bunch of buddies that make $100,000 a month passively, a million dollars a month passively. I did it off of 20000 okay? And I, mm-hmm. and I pulled it off. But passionate income, to wrap all this up and to punctuate it, is where you figure out how to build a business around your life, not your life around your business. What can right. you do where you wake up in the morning on freaking fire and do make money and revenue from that thing? Because at the end of the day, winners win. And when a winner stops winning, what happens? Complete breakdown of identity, complete loss of ego, depression, anxiety, and a midlife crisis that it can happen at any given point. That's all that, that's all that is. It's just seeing your own mortality and having yeah. no idea of what the heck's next. So yeah. that's what passionate income is. And I'm on a mad dash, a mad mission. My passionate income is helping everyone else find theirs. So I've gone through my process over the last year and a half of, uh, you know, trying this, trying that, finally finding my thing that fires me up in the morning. Um, So now I I enjoy this so much and it has me on fire 24-7 that I want to help other people feel that. And another perfect real world example that I can use of this is think of Steve Irwin. Like every single person in the world, when Steve Irwin died, we looked at that guy and we're like, 
holy shit, I wanted his life. To mm-hmm. wake up like that every single day to work at a zoo and work with animals, that's what I think everyone has a passion and everyone has a proclivity for something and an expertise and a knowledge and a love for something to that degree. And I'm here to help people find it and make money from it. I love that distinction because that that's that's so important. And, and that's why I wanted to start with it was because the way you put that there, it's like, you know, everybody has that finish line in mind, right? That that right. like end, end goal, the, the sitting on a beach in Mykonos, which you did. Mm-hmm. And uh, but but thinking beyond that is is usually not just it, that's not where our mind goes. It's like, I'll be happy when I'm sitting on a beach in Mykonos and mm-hmm. just like bringing in all this cash. But you're getting so you get to that next part, which is what about that part where we start saying to ourselves, oh, shit. You know, what's next? <laughs> like, what am I doing with like now this has become normalized? Like, how do I what do I where do I go next? Um, I'd love to kind of step back and, and look at how that materialized in your own life and kind of look at your transformation. Because you started um, you started out in the corporate world. You started mm-hmm. working for a company. Uh, Can we just walk through that first transformation that you made and, and see how that how that popped up? Absolutely. So. All I did in the secret of success is to stand in the mirror in your underwear and shout affirmations for four hours a day. And you'll okay, good. All right, we're done. Thanks. Yeah. So there you go, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen. And then do it, throw a cold plunge in there every Tuesday, and you will, you're off to the races, Bucko. Excellent. Um, No, man. So there's the, there's a process to it, right? Um, Right. Follow your passion, I think, is terrible advice. It's the, that advice and the advice that I give in my podcast and my messaging leads to the same end destination, but in different trajectories and different paths. Mm-hmm. I believe that passion is earned, not deserved. All right. Okay. I yeah. think that there's a process to where you need to do the appropriate measures to earn the right to live this life. It's not a life that is going to be accessible to anyone for any reason. And if it was a life that was accessible to anyone for any reason, it would have zero value mm-hmm. because it was easy. So sure. we want to walk the path. It's like, who was it? Robert Frost said, a road diverged in the woods and I took the path, you know, less taken. Like, right. that's what you want to do because it's worth it. So I, my long story short, um, and we can get into the framework, is I graduated college, hopped into corporate America, um, did my 10,000 hours. You know, it's like that Rocky Cut scene where he's doing the training montage. And it's like, you can't avoid that as an entrepreneur. You can't avoid that to get good at something. Uh, there <laughs> is no cheat code. There's no hack. There's no shortcut. You need to make the cold calls. You need to do the door knocks. You need to be in front of people. So that's what I did with the sales profession. Made it to the top of a Fortune 500. I was number eight out of 5,079 in my position. Uh, Had a trophy case full of awards. Rep of the year, rookie of the year. Quarter million dollars at 23, 24, 25. I'm on top of the world. Climbed the mountain. Realized it was the wrong mountain. Right? Mm -hmm. And I was like, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh. What now? Right? And right. so uh, my long story short is I started investing in real estate. We can dive into all of this and dissect this, but I started investing in real estate, got a couple of properties, single family homes in Atlanta, Georgia, north in the suburbs. Um, and that laid my foundation for me to build the rest of my life on top of. You start with the unsexy stuff and the unsexy stuff earns you the ability to start having fun. Right, yeah, man. So glad you said that about the unsexy stuff. Yeah. And sorry if I cut you off, but that, that, that no, is so okay. huge because we, we're, we're just, we're immersed with stuff like David Goggins, like running stuff and say, stay hard, you know, do all this kind of stuff. And he's cool, man. I they love don't know David me, Goggins. Son. Right. <laughs> I love, you know, I love that. And I mean, but, but really like growth achievement for 99% of us is totally unsexy. 
It's just unsexy. It's constantly, you know, going through the hmm. fail, failure after failure to, to grow into that success. So um, I'm, I'm so glad you said that. And uh, so you bought, so you did the affirmations in your underwear. You jumped in the cold plunge. <laughs> you bought two, re- you bought two uh, homes in Atlanta, Georgia, and you were done financially free. Beach of, beach of Mykonos? No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. Right. So here's something, here's, here's advice that I always give. So it's a four-step framework. And mm-hmm. it's advice that I give to help people accelerate because what people tend to do is they try to passive income their way to freedom, right? And in GoBundance, we call this horizontal income because you can make money while you're laying on the couch or laying mm-hmm. on bed. And then you become what's called a 100 percenter, where 100% of your expenses are covered by your passive income. For people that have a lot of money and they're making good money, this is a very intimidating task to take on. It's right. a mountain that's very intimidating to climb. How do I replace a quarter million dollars in passive income, <clears throat> right? Especially in any discernible short-term to mid-term time frame. And so my, my salary was about 70000 60, 65000 70000 All the rest was in commission and bonuses. <clears throat> so first thing, first, before we get in the car, before we start driving down the highway, the financial freedom, you know, interstate, what we want to do is we need to figure out where the hell we're trying to go. And nobody does that. Nobody talks about that. Um, <laughs> we talk about the the vehicles, right? So we talk about Airbnb, multifamily, mobile home parks, laundromats, cash flow businesses, uh, syndications, all these different strategies, but we don't actually have an end destination. So a lot of us are just kind of passive incoming our way to more passive income to more passive income for no reason. We don't actually know where we're heading. Um, so it's the equivalent of being in a highway and you're sitting in the car and you're mashing the gas and you're going 100 miles an hour until your engine starts to give out uh, nonstop. What does your mm-hmm. engine giving out look like? It looks like divorce. It looks like cancer. It looks like sickness. It looks like depression. It looks like anxiety. How many times are we seeing this? More often than not. I think yeah. you show me somebody. You show me somebody that is healthy, without anxiety, without depression. Like that person is the minority today. Hundred percent. Yes. And that's the person that knows where the hell they're going mm-hmm. or they know like they, they, they've got their path. And so when they get in their vehicle and they buckle up their seatbelt and they're like starting to mash the gas, they've got their GPS set, right? So that's right. the first thing we're going to do. Step one, set your GPS. What do you want your life to look like in three years? We're going to write this out in present tense and we're going to say, this is what a day looks like. In a perfect world, if you had a hundred million dollars wired to your bank account, here's what I would do. Here's where I would live. Here's who I would be with. This is what my schedule looks like. This is where we're living. You know, mm-hmm. for me, I was in my cubicle in corporate America and I was riding out. Man, I wake up in the morning and I look out and I see freaking the sun rising over Mykonos in the distance. And I can mm-hmm. walk out and I can feel the hot cobblestones on my feet. And I had like this sweet, specific suite that was $2,000 a night. And I had this printed out, like literally on my vision board in my office. You can get printed out at CVS or Walgreens, high quality. I had it on the lock screen of my phone for a year and a half. So this is where I'm going to be. And -hmm. I'm going to wake up in the morning. I'm not going to have shit to do. And in the afternoon, I'm going to do my calls for whatever business I'm doing that's remote. And that's going to be my life. And I'm going to be traveling around the world full time. And mind you, this is without any real estate, without any passive income, without a remote position. I'm working in corporate America, driving one hour to work, one hour from work, and multiple hours in between appointments across the state of Georgia each and every day. Yeah. And so that Not was a, uh, what time frame that was is like 2019, 2019 2018, okay. 2018. Gotcha. Yeah. So okay. five years ago. And so 
now I created this vision and now I'm like, all right, what do I do with this? Right. Mm -hmm. So first things first is you get, you get to work. How do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. So we don't need to think about how do we replace $20,000 of passive income? You just think about how do I get my first deal? So those are my first couple of deals. My first $4,000 of passive income were two podunk little properties in Atlanta, Georgia that I house hacked. I did 3%, 5% down, traditional, conventional mortgages. And uh, so no load or no money down. And I lived in one part of the houses and I rented the other rooms out. Co-living. And so that just for those who might not know what house hacking is, that's so the house hacking is where you're living in one side of the house, you're yep. renting it out or you're doing something like that. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Got so it. I did that. Uh, the rents uh, went over the mortgage and the debt service. That's what's called cash flow. Um, mm-hmm. And then you take 20% off the top for, you know, CapEx, uh, PITI, uh, just reserves, padding your operations account. And I'm looking at $1,600 net per property. I was like, yeah. okay, cool. That's dang near like, it was a little bit more than that, but it was about $4,000. And I looked up one day and I was like, huh, this was in 2021 now. And I looked mm-hmm. up and I was like, wow, okay. So I've got enough to where I'm living for free. So I don't have to pay rent or mortgage. And now I've got $4,000 a month coming in. You know, push comes to shove. It's like, I'm making way more than this, but I could live, yeah. right? So that's baseline financial independence. So this is phase two. You're going to build your financial foundation. This is where you are going to have all of your fixed expenses covered. That's all that matters. You want to have your living expenses. You want to be able to eat. So roof over your head and you can eat and you can do your normal stuff. Fixed expenses covered. Sweet. (laughs) Heck yeah. Now, Now we're cooking. Now we can start swinging for the fences. So once that happens, then you go into phase three which now you're going to pour all of your, um, the rest of your income, dispensable income, disposable income on um, masterminds, coaches, building and producing high quality networks, communities, and income producing skills. So all of your discretionary, all of everything, it, all yeah. of it, man. Um, so now I'm like, okay, now I could save money even easier, right? So right. I start pouring money into everything that I can find. Uh, mindset coaches, uh, masterminds, GoBundance, you know, $10,000 a year at the time. I'm like, holy yeah. crap. How do I afford this? How do I get in this room? Um, right. So now I, I did the math. Like I remember my taxes, I spent $37,000 that year on personal development, going wow. to the Tony Robbins seminars, joining these different groups, hiring the coaches. Man, it's intimidating. Yeah. And that was my worst performing sales year as well because then I left my job and I transferred to another job um, another company that I thought would help me make even more money so I could leave even faster and buy more real estate. Mm-hmm. So my I basically spent every dollar I had yeah. on personal development and coaching. Now let me but, ask, can I can I can I uh, can I I just wanted to ask that there because when when you said you met, you mentioned you had this vision that you created, that was step one, uh, you know, to getting to where you want to. But what uh was the drive that you wanted to get out or was the drive that you were moving towards something? Because I've heard both that like that's very know, important. That's yeah. an important distinction. So mm-hmm. you tend to get what you focus on the most, right? Mm-hmm. So yep. most people, what they do wrong is they focus on, I hate my job. I hate my boss. I hate my life. I hate my body. I hate every day that I wake up and I hate traffic. You know, I hate my relationship yeah. and they think of everything that's wrong. And then what happens is you have this thing in your brain called your reticular activating system and it starts firing off and you start noticing those things more and more. So mm-hmm. you get what you focus on, like what you think becomes reality. 
So it's very important to not escape your nine to five. You want to run towards a grander vision of what, where you're heading to, right? Yeah. So that's all my mind was on, was thinking about this trip. How is it going to feel when I'm on the plane? How does it feel when I'm walking out every morning? I was making fun of the affirmations, but I did. I visualized it every morning. For yeah. It wasn't anything sexy, five, 10 minutes. I'm just like in my head, I'm like, whoa, like how cool would that be? How's that going right. to feel, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so that's a very important distinction. You don't want to run away from something with a lot of animosity and FU in your system. You want to run towards something with a lot of grace, humility, and, and love in your heart. Mm-hmm. Because if we're going to have the universe work for us in any given way, man, you got to you gotta be in flow. Like, like the 50% of the name of the podcast, right? Heck yeah. Yeah. Peak state, <laughs> as Tony Robbins would call it. Right. Yeah. So um, speaking of flow, man. Uh, so we fast forward to uh, 2021. And it's November, and I'm now coming out of a state of fear for the last six months. Now, remember, I've still got this vision, but I still have no idea how I'm actually going to pull it off. And I've got a mindset coach, and I'm talking to him about it, and I'm like, man, like, this is the lowest I've ever been. This is rock bottom for me. I was like, dude, like, like I can't figure it out. Like, I crawled back defeated to my previous position in my previous company, and I was just like, man, software chewed me up and spit me out. Now I'm back doing what I was doing before. And now I'm kind of like the prodigal, the return of the prodigal son. I was like, but now what? I was, yeah. My ego was in pieces. And my, I was like, so how many multifamily units do I need to get to build $15,000 passive income so I can go do this trip around the world in five years? Right? Mm-hmm. That's right. the goal. Um, my coach asked me a question that changed my life. The question is this. That's a great goal, Brian. How would we do that in six months? Mm-hmm. I said, what? Say, like, well, you know, let's play a game. If we could pull it off in six months, how would we, how would we do it? I was like, yeah. that's impossible. Well, we can't do that in six months. What are you talking about, dude? This going, I don't even know how, to, how, how the hell to do that in five years. And he goes, well, but if you had to guess, gun to yeah. your head. And I was just like, dude, well, you can't make that passively. He's like, right. okay, we'll keep going. Then what? And I was like, well, I guess you could generate it, but not passively. And he goes, Does, is passive income the answer? Mm. And I was like, holy shit. Um, I guess not. I was like, dude, honestly, if I could just figure out how to make $15,000 extra a month while traveling, that would do it. Yeah. And my coach was like, bingo, that's our new goal. We're asking the wrong question. Let's stop asking, how do we create this passive income? Let's start asking, how can we build remote, scalable income working for and with people you know, like, and trust? Yeah. You can do that super fun while you travel. And this was the beginnings of passionate income for me. That's so fascinating. Yeah. And did I know how... Yeah, go on. Yeah, I was going to say, can you kind of dive into that that idea a little bit more about about the active, continuous income that you're kind of generating there? Because that's... There's some importance there to... That's distinguishing it from passive income. Correct. Yeah. Because passive income is like, okay, I need to buy, you know, how many millions of dollars of real estate do you need to provide you with that much income, passive income? A lot. Probably 20, 30 million dollars of real estate to give you that. Um, So I was just like, what the heck, man? I'm in over my (laughs) my gourd here. Like, I can't figure this out. Uh, So then we changed the goal. And the goal is, how do I build 15000 in remote income? Now, granted, rem- reminder uh, reminder to the people listening, I was not a remote position. I've never made money online. I was <laughs> not an influencer. I had no social media following. 
I was like, I don't know, dude. But I did go to this GoBundance conference, which is a mastermind group. And one of the guys there said, dude, you should start a podcast. And I was like, that sounds fun. I'm going to start a podcast. Mind you, I was not thinking about the income part. I just wanted to right. do it for free. So I started up the Action Academy podcast. And I started interviewing multimillionaires that had left their job and had done the thing that I'm trying to do. And I took the role of the enthusiastic beginner. So mm-hmm. in content positioning, there's two roles that you can play, the enthusiastic beginner or the grizzled veteran. Um, so I play the role of the enthusiastic beginner. I don't know what I don't know. I'm going to bring in smart people that do. And so that's what I did each and every week. And it started taking off. So a couple of months deep into the podcast, we get to, I believe it was December. So like four or five months into the podcast, four months. And all of a sudden, I started getting these phone calls um, from the mastermind group that I'm in and from my mindset coach. They said, hey, man, there's a lot of people signing up from your podcast for our thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was like, oh, that's cool. Heck yeah. I'm talking about it a lot. I was like, sweet. They're like, do you want to be an affiliate? And I was like, huh, what's an affiliate? And they're like, well, (laughs) you know, when somebody joins, like you get like a percentage, we'll pay you a percentage to like advertise the thing. And I was like, oh, that sounds fun. Yeah, let's do that. And so I was making 10, 15% off of like $10,000 tickets. Right. Yeah. And then fast forward to January. And (laughs) now mind you, I need people to realize the gravity of believing in yourself. 2021, I made like the worst income I've ever made in my life, which mm-hmm. for some people listening, like they may be like, okay, shut up, asshole. But I made uh, $72,000 in 2021. Right. And right. I went from and making was a quarter. That, was that after yeah. you left your job or before? I'm, no, I went from making a quarter, quarter million dollars a year to being yeah. on top of the world at that company. And then in 2021, a software company approached me and poached me. So mm-hmm. they approached and poached. And they said, hey, quarter million's chump change. Here you'll make a million. Come up to the majors. You're already killing it. You're knocking home runs in the minors. Come to the majors. Yeah. I lasted four months of that company before quitting on a Wednesday. I was like, this is yeah. miserable. I hate this. And then I ended up crawling back to the old company halfway through the year in 2021. And then I had to rebuild my pipeline. So I had no money. Yeah. So when I say all my disposable income, every dollar, I wasn't saving any money. All my right. money went into... Uh, personal development, coaching. I still kept it up. I still paid for the masterminds. I put them on credit cards if I had to because I knew it was going to freaking work. Yeah, yeah. 2022, January rolls around and I start doing this affiliate thing. $22,000 from affiliates. All right. 4000 for my real estate. Another $28,000 from my company because now I'm back to wheeling and dealing and doing what I know best, right? Mm-hmm. Right. I'm like, dude, this is like sixty, seventy thousand dollars I just made. I just made as much money in the month of January the following year that I did previously that entire year. That's incredible. That's I'm like, incredible. Yeah. Showtime. Let's let's rock. Yeah. And I mashed mm-hmm. the gas, baby. And so then the next month I made seventy, and then the next month I made sixty, and I saved up every dollar, and I saved up six months in emergency reserves, and I made sure that this was going to last. And I said, you know what? F it. I've got six months of runway. I'm quitting in March. And so March 17th, 2022, I put in my notice and I said, I'm out of here. And then July 6th, I hopped on my one-way flight and I traveled around the world for seven months. That's incredible. Hey, everyone, if you're listening to this show and you want to rise above fear and achieve greater flow in your life, which of course translates into better results in business, better health, a more fulfilling lifestyle, and much, much more. And who doesn't, right? 
Well, then schedule your free strategy call with me today. Simply go to www.adamcliffordhill.com slash coaching and click on the link to start your journey to your high flow life. So, and by the way, happy anniversary, because at least the yeah, time it's, it's a little over a year. Few days later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome, man. And so, uh, so yeah, so a little over a year since leaving your job, you've now lost all that passive income. You've lost everything. Everything's going terrible, right? Dude, that- the fact that I'm not bankrupt right now is impressive. <laughs> no way, I tried my, I I tried how hard my you hard, I tried my hardest, man. I really <laughs> yeah. did. Uh, when I say I traveled, like people need to know, like I was not backpacking. Like it was yeah. not like, I'm not a frugal guy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I was like, okay, I'm spending a month in Mykonos, like spending a month in the Greek islands with my girlfriend that I was paying for at the time. Um, yeah. Yeah. So two people, Mykonos, Santorini. Then we went and lived in Barcelona. We lived in Europe for three months. We lived in Brazil for a couple. I, I lived in Brazil because me and my girlfriend broke up. It became cheaper after that. Uh, science. <laughs> Surprise. Math. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then um, in Brazil, Latin America for a couple of months. Then I went to Singapore, which was once again expensive. So I ended mm-hmm. up spending to the tune of, you know, sixty sixty four thousand dollars uh, for yeah. all the travel at the end yeah. of it. So um, about $8,000 a month. So I pulled it off, man. And uh, that's where my new business was born. And we yeah. can go into that uh, process too of figuring out of like kind of going through the stages where you don't know what's next. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I'll, I'll pause there. Well, no, I, I, I appreciate you putting that together because that that's really, really important. And by the way, $8,000, I mean, a lot of people who are listening to this probably might be making that in a month in a month anyway. So that's like really just... So you can you can travel the world spending your mm-hmm. your income if you can live remotely and if you can be resourceful. And I love that you're resourceful and you redefined, you know, the the relationship with trying to get passive income while you're in captive income, mm-hmm. you know, and replacing that theory. So that that's really uh that's really good. And I I I'd love to know, because I mean you that there's this there's this transition point where you were you know, you'd said that you kind of left, you left your job, you went back because, you know, you, you weren't happy in this other job and you're rebuilding this pipeline, but there had to be the, the elements of fear of leaving that. Yeah. Did you have any of that fear? How, and how did you cope with that? How did you get past that and get beyond it? No, man, it was a pretty easy transition. I don't really have yeah. fear. No. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. So no, the, in the three, psychopath category then. Yeah. Yeah. No, the three <laughs> the three certainties of life are pain, uncertainty, and the constant need for work. That's from mm-hmm. a documentary called Stuts on Netflix. And I really like that. It's true. It's a great documentary. So yeah. pain, uncertainty. Uncertainty can also be uh, synonymous with fear, right? And I just mm-hmm. did a, I just did a newsletter. Um, if people want to go check out my newsletter, you can check out w2toworldtravel.com. I do a newsletter every Thursday. And I wrote mm-hmm. this entire article on um what makes a fulfilling life? Like what makes a full life? And we, they interviewed all these people on their deathbed and they said, you know, what are your top five regrets? And of these people, it was kind of the same things over and over again. Things started getting brought up over again. And it was, you know, I wish I would have expressed myself more, been true to me. Mm -hmm. I wish I wouldn't have lived for other people, you know, and done what they want to do, done what my parents wanted me to do, what my spouse wanted me to do. I was never did things for me. I wish I would have traveled more. I wish I would have spoke my mind. So it was all these regrets that were, you know, of omission rather than things that I did that I shouldn't have done. Right. It was more <laughs> so here's all the stuff I didn't do that I wish I would have. Yeah. And so I wrote this entire article that said, okay, if we can look at this in the inverse, we can basically create a formula to a full life. And that formula looks like Speaking your mind, living your truth, living your passion, doing things that you want to do, 
um, following, you know, your God-given like abilities and your pat and your passions and your loves. And, and so the, at the end of it, I talk about this one ingredient that nobody really talks about. And in, in the, you know, three things that we're never going to get rid of pain, uncertainty, pain, uncertainty, and the constant need for work, you know, fear is one of them. So I'm like, if we're never going to get rid of fear, which is half of this podcast, isn't that a key to a full life? And yes. so that was my punchline is I, I all of a sudden through my journey here, leaving my job was the scariest thing I've ever done in my life. I had fear to the point where I was almost hospitalized three times with panic attacks um, wow. over and over and over again to where I don't know if you guys have had one, but it's where you literally have the symptoms of a heart attack. Like yeah. your body it's goes pain, numb. It's scary. Yeah. Yeah. You have tingles and all, all this stuff and you're like, I can't breathe. And so um, I was able to pull through, but it was because of my coaches. It was because of my community. It was because of my relationships. And that's why phase three of that, you know, four-step framework is community driven. Mm -hmm. Because here's the thing, when your life is going to shit, your house hacks and your Airbnbs are not going to save you. They're not going to reach out and say, hey, bud, how you doing? Yeah. But yeah. your community will, your mastermind will, your peers will, your partners will, your friends will, your mentors will, your coaches will, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so that's what happened is they had a, such a support system and had so many bodies of evidence that had done the thing and they had made it out on the other side and I knew it was going to be okay. Same thing when I went through my breakup. I, you know, I was wanting to marry the girl and mm -hmm. I had so many people, you know, going through a breakup like that after three years and you're like, whoa, this didn't work. I thought I had, I thought I was going to have babies with her the next year and right. it's gone. Like, you know, like that, especially in Mykonos, you're like, what the hell? And yeah. once again, I had an overwhelming group and body of evidence of, Hey, I was with, you know, the love of my life for 20 years. We were married, two kids divorced. Now I've been with this one for 30. Like there's light at the end of the tunnel. So yeah. community is very important. And what it all wraps up to fear is the most important part of life. I think. And I believe it's when we take the ability to we use the ability to use fear instead of letting fear use you. So what mm -hmm. this means is fear is actually fantastic if you channel it in the correct ways. So how I channel fear is I am terrified of not living up to my full potential. I'm terrified of dying tomorrow and saying yesterday was a waste. Now, I'm terrified of not making an impact on the world. I'm terrified of being a bad father, terrified of being a bad friend, being a bad son, terrified of my mom dies tomorrow and she'll be like, me and Brian weren't too close. Those are good <clears throat> things to be afraid of because what they do is they spurn action. Fear is the greatest driver of action throughout any emotion. That's why you have dictators throughout history. They're a lot more efficient than nice guys, promise you. <laughs> and so I'm like, if we're never going to get rid of fear completely, we might as well learn how to channel the hell out of it. And so that's what I did is going through this process was so scary. And I imagined everything going wrong in a tactical way to approach fear for people that are listening that maybe are getting anxious just listening to this. Uh, write it out on paper. You know, Tim Ferriss has this excellent exercise called fear setting. And it's this process where you write all your fears on paper and you make three columns and you write out everything that could possibly go wrong. 
So it's the opposite of what most people preach, where you're like, oh, everything's sunshine and rainbows. Everything's the best in the world. I can visualize it. I can feel the sun on my skin. But what if it doesn't? What if it rains? Yeah. So I wrote, okay, I'm going to go broke. I'm going to lose all my money. And I, through writing this, I realized that the my greatest fear was not going broke. My greatest fear was the appearance of being broke. Was my mm. greatest fear. So I didn't I, what did that look like? What, what did that look like? Like, how did that show It was up? the ego. It was the ego part. It wasn't the actual monetary part because when I was yeah. writing it out and on paper, I realized mm-hmm. that that thought was so laughable because I've put my 10,000 hours into sales. I was like, okay, I lose all my money. I was like, but that's impossible because like, worst case scenario, I would just simply get another job. Yeah. So my worst case scenario is my present day reality, which is the same as most people that are listening to this that are paralyzed by fear. What's gonna? What's the worst that's gonna happen? You're gonna get another job. So today is what you're most afraid of. Like listening to this podcast right now. Surprise, mm-hmm. life changer. Yes. Five star rating and review for Adam. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so the second thing that I wrote was the fear of failure. That one was it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't really care about being broke. I'll never be broke. I care about looking broke. I care about having all of my friends say, oh, look at him. That was adorable. He thought he could hit financial freedom and do this world travel. Ah, guess he came home with his tail between his legs. That showed him, told him it wasn't yeah. possible. You know, knew he didn't have it in him. He's just a fraud. He's just a so he's just posting on Instagram. He's full of shit. Right? Yeah. Oh yeah. my God. To this day, I still have anxiety of posting on LinkedIn about what I'm doing because I'm like, what if one day, you know, I have to go back. <laughs> That's, That's so my true. greatest fear. And, yeah. and I don't know if it ever goes away, man. I've talked to a yeah. lot of people. I don't know if it ever goes away. And it's, it's ridiculous because I've kind of burned the ships. If you Google Brian Lubin, uh, if you're looking to trying to like hire me, I don't think I'm going to get ever hired again, buddy. <laughs> Unless you're hiring me as a coach. Like it's, here's how I quit my job and traveled around the world, like a hundred different ways in a hundred different languages. Um, yeah. Not the best for a hiring manager. So the ships are burned. Um, but to finish the exercise, you're going to write out all your fears. I was like, I'm going to get robbed. I'm going to get stabbed. I'm going to get uh, hospitalized. I, I was like pretty convinced I was going to get cancer and die throughout the process. Mm-hmm. My my kidney started hurting. And I was like, oh, well, obviously I'm, I've got cancer. I'm going to die. Yeah. Because that makes sense. And then you write yeah. out the likelihood of all of these things happening in the next column. And it's like 0%, maybe 1% you get robbed in Brazil, you know, Colombia, wherever have you. And then in the third column, we're going to write out, what are you going to do when that thing happens? So if that thing Mm -hmm. were to happen, what would you do? I was like, if I were to lose all my money, I would literally just come home. I'd put the flight on a credit card. I'd come home. If I lost my houses (laughs) and my houses erupted in flames while I was traveling, then I would just go back to my mom's basement. (laughs) Yeah. Figure it out. And then all these other things, you just start writing out, what would you do? So now you're looking at this piece of paper and it's got all your worst fears, the likelihood of them happening, and then what you're going to do if they were to happen. And you're like, oh, I've got this. And then that's what helped me get through. And then that's how we, you know, pushed through and got on the plane. And, uh, you know, my girlfriend at the time was in, you know, nervous tears on the freaking plane. It wasn't a very sexy and sweet experience, right? Mm -hmm. We're like, what the fuck are we doing? Right. Right. <laughs> who are we to do this? And uh, I'll tell you, man, the there's two moments in my life that have been moments where, you know, you think back on on good times in your life and you're like, man, I wish I was fully present for that. Like, I mm-hmm. wish I knew I was in the good old days before they were gone. Um, two moments only in my life that that's ever happened. And that's when I was in that Mykonos and I stared out at the 
same thing that I'd been visualizing for the last three years. I could like see it. I was there. Yeah. I did it. Like that gives me goosebumps even today. Like to think yeah. about that. And then when I was in Singapore, I had this bucket list of um, staying at the Marina Bay Sands, which is the famous hotel in Singapore. So I literally like took this notebook for people that are watching the video. I've got the notebook from Marina Bay. And then I wrote out my goals for uh, 2023. And I got them all written out. And it was New Year's. And I wrote little fireworks in the back. And my, my three goals, I said, call on my 2023 shots. 500 members of the Action Academy community, 25,000 daily podcast listeners, and $1 million uh, ARR business income generated. Yeah. I said, written December 28th. And so in Singapore, when I was sitting in that pool and I was looking over 57 stories of all these skyscrapers and massive levels of wealth. I said, dude, how ridiculous is it for us to be fretting over a couple hundred thousand when the, each one of these skyscrapers has created billions of dollars of wealth? I can see thousands of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we're fret- fretting over a hundred thousand dollars. I was like, there's so right. much wealth and abundance out there in the world. Like each one of us definitely has the ability and God given right to go take it. That's, yeah, that's so that's so good and so much there. Um, and and just for clarification, the ARR that you're talking about there—that's annual uh, recurring revenue, Correct. right? Yeah, okay, yeah. And then um, and uh, yeah, the fear part—that's so huge because that one of the recurring things that comes up, and I hope everybody listening caught the c word, which is community, mm-hmm. because that consistently comes up every single interview with these high achievers that have achieved something that have that have left a, a situation that wasn't making them happy, that was achieving something greater, that was starting a new thing, that was rising above fear, that was embracing fear and moving beyond it. They had a community. They found the mentors. They found the coaches. They found the people that supported them and had what they wanted so that uh, so that they could pursue it. And uh, and yeah, Brian's no different here. Proof of that. And uh, and that fear exists regardless. Fear it does not go away. Ever. Um, it just looks different. Yeah. Same as problems. Yeah. So when yeah. you get like, when you're a millionaire, like I hit millionaire status, you know, there was mm-hmm. no confetti. What the hell? Um, I was sold a, I sold a different plate. <laughs> I guess the rest. Oh, you I didn't get the, I didn't, didn't get, get the confetti, confetti fan. Oh, you, well, you know, oh yeah. They got to get you the, I'll make yeah, a call me, for it. Yeah. yeah. Call your guy, man. <laughs> um, I don't know where the confetti was in my, in my car when I was driving home from Fulton industrial Boulevard in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, <laughs> but it wasn't there. Um, but yeah, man, it's just like, it never goes away. It just looks different. Yeah. 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 So they, and so how, and so a lot of those goals, it, you know, you're, you're starting to, from outside appearances and I've been, I've been kind of a fly on the wall of your success over the last year, just watching from the sidelines, which has been incredible. I've loved it because it's just like, all right, this, this guy's doing the deal. He's, he's, he's doing the work. He's, he's, he's walking the walk of what everybody's saying, whatever he's talking about. And he's in it now. And I've seen your success just by doing exactly what you say you're going to do and have this absolute focus. Has it, but has it all been, you know, throughout the course of this, this last year, has it had that? What kind of setbacks have you run into, and and what have you learned that uh, that, that 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 made you stronger? Uh, yeah, setback number one: business books are. It's adorable to read business books before you own a business. <laughs> it was just so cute. Like I want to go back and pinch my little cheeks and say, "Oh, look at you! You're reading profit first and traction before you own a business." Oh, right. you know, and that's not a slight to anybody. It kind of is. It kind of is, guys. But no, we 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 all think that like information is the answer, and we're all like, "I'm gonna read a book a week." Like I'm so mm-hmm. well read. Uh, it doesn't mean anything until you have like a frame of reference to apply it to. Uh, mm-hmm. So 
uh, this first quarter of this year, the operating my new business, like running a team, hiring, firing, inspiring. Oh my God, dude. A whole new skill set that I have to learn. Yeah. Um, yes. It's been a wild ride. So my my business to kind of like back, back up a bit, um, I was traveling and I, I was like, I did it. Yay. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. Success. Now what? Right? What right. we talked about at the beginning of the episode. And so I entered unwillingly into a period of life that is natural, that nobody talks about, which is uh, navigation. So there's two seasons of life that we're going to pivot between throughout our entire lives. It's navigation and acceleration. Mm-hmm. And we freak out whenever one of these seasons comes. But the reality is just like night, day, sunshine, rain, like navigation and acceleration are going to happen. Um, right. And so navigation is the period of time where you have to slow down and you have to take time for rest and you have to take time to let the next thing materialize. So this is after, you know, maybe after you hit your first million, after you hit your promotion, you know, this is where a lot of people's like midlife crisis comes in, right? So it's like, yeah. the kids are kind of grown, they're exiting the house, like me and my wife are on, my own, are on our own, like now what? And now you're like trying to like recalculate and recalibrate, like what's our vision? Like, what are we doing here? Mm-hmm. And so that's navigation and you're taking time to slow down. Like this is when I was traveling for four months. I had no idea what was next. And that was so stress inducing for me, ironically, yeah. um, because I'm like, dude, I'm not done. Like this is the, my prime earning years. Like this is where I have to throttle it, but I don't know what my business is. And it kept like going like that until I finally just surrendered, man. That's my word of the year. Last year was surrender. This year is scale. And mm-hmm. I surrendered. And I just said, you know what? It's going to happen when it's going to happen. And I'm going to know when I'm going to know. And there's yeah. nothing I can do to rush the process. And I was in Brazil. And finally, on month four of my navigation and my surrender experiment, which is a fantastic book by Michael Singer, it came to me. And I was just like, you know, I did this thing. And this thing is cool. I was like, but... I'm good. Like I'm financially independent. Like heck yeah, but that's not enough for me anymore. I don't have a, a family yet. You know, I thought I was going to, but I don't now. And yeah. I was like, I need to do something that's bigger than me for me to keep pushing and keep growing. So then I was like, I'm gonna help a million other people leave corporate America, like I did, and mm-hmm. go do their thing. It doesn't need to be traveling around the world, but if somebody wants to leave and start an Airbnb business, and that and they love hospitality, like. I want them to do that. If somebody wants to go start a brewery and move out to Colorado, like, I want them to do that. If somebody wants to be a full-time musician, let's get you a couple Airbnbs so you can get out of your CPA job and be a musician full-time. Just give it a shot. Yeah. You know? Um, so that's my mission now. Is I'm going to help a million people do it. And so I was like, I'm going to make an online course to teach people how to do this. And that was the original idea. And mm-hmm. so here's a very important lesson in business and entrepreneurship for people that are listening as we kind of close this out. Do not sit and think of an idea forever and iterate and iterate and iterate in your own head, in your own uh, thought bubbles, in your own echo chamber. You know, uh, there's this book called The Mom Test, where if you go to your mom, hey, I've got this business idea. Oh, it's the best business idea in the world, honey. Right? <laughs> so right. What, you, what you do is you start with a problem. You don't start with a solution. You start with a problem. You build the solution. So the problem was that there is no resource helping people transition smoothly from corporate America to entrepreneurship. You have like real estate, you have coaching, you have all these different 900 resources, 
but none of them like consolidated together where it's like, hey, here's like the passive income strategies, but here's also how you create your vision. Yeah. Here, let me hold your hand as you're leaving. You're about to have a panic attack. I got you. Here's what you're, here's how we prevent that, right? Yeah. Like here's yeah. how we replace your identity with this new person that's an entrepreneur. And here's how you manage your schedule now that somebody's not telling you what to do. All these soft skills baked into the hard cash flow. And I was like, I'm going to do that. And so I released the first version, which was a course. And then I quickly realized, okay, this isn't a course. Like, this is a community. I was like, I'm yes. building the community that I wanted and I needed before. So then I created, I started iterating again, version two, version three, version four. And all the while, I'm collecting revenue. That's important. Um, just charge like something and then up the price as you go. So I just started with 1500 bucks. I messaged like 40 people that asked me for coaching. I was like, hey, 1500 bucks. Here's this idea. Here's this thing. Are you in? Yes. Cool. It's like, got something. Product market fit. Heck yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then you just keep going and you iterate and you improve and you get feedback and then you improve. Now here we are seven months later, 130 members in the Action Academy community where it's like our job is to replace corporate with cash flow. And that's my oh. full-time job now. And it's yeah. been and you're, awesome. you're only three months or four months in to that 500-person goal. So, I mean, it's like you're you're on your way to that. I mean, geez, that's, that's incredible. Yeah, yeah. ARR is at 162. 162,000. Nice. Right That's now. incredible. Yeah. So a bit That's behind, a quarter million was Q1 goal. Um, yeah. So a bit behind because lead flow is more difficult, you know, to like, I need to talk to like 80 people um, because mm-hmm. 50, 50% of them are not going to be a good fit. Um, yeah. So that's another thing that we determined is now six months in, we're not the group that helps people buy their first rental property. We learned that. Yeah. Um, right. That took trial and error. Uh, and that included people joining the community trying to buy their first rental property. And they're like, what is this? We can't, we can't do this. And then having to refund them. That's a good yeah. business lesson. Um, yes. We do intermediate to high level strategy. We help people that are between one and 20 properties scale faster. So if you've already done the thing, you bought the Airbnb, you're already house hacking, you've already got a rental or two, and you're like, how are people taking down a hundred unit multifamily? How are people taking down self-storage? How are people doing these luxury Airbnbs? We give you the fast strategies to get you out of your job in 12 months. That's our focus. And that's who we thrive in helping. And now yeah. I finally learned that after much trial and error. So that's, that's it's awesome. That, that is incredible. And and uh, and it's so important to note. And and I think that was such a such wisdom was dropped there with regard to, you know, don't try and just build this thing that that you think is going to don't wait for the idea to come that like is going to magically change things because don't build the next Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. You're not you're not immediately going to think to yourself like, oh, yeah, I'm going to help. Uh, I'm going to help a million people to uh, to get out of corporate America by uh, helping them to scale this. And and you're not going to just think of that without the trial and error. The trial and error is the important that part is business. You know, in learning that. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and nobody talks about that stuff, man. No. Um, um, Peter Thiel has an excellent book on a zero to one. And yeah. it's called the MVP, the minimum viable, pro- <clears throat> minimum viable product. And so mm-hmm. you just keep releasing these products. But the, the thing is, when somebody tells you that you're doing something wrong, you have to listen. Like, that's the hard part. Because mm-hmm. your ego flares up and you have to take a 10 minute pause whenever you get a negative comment. And you're like, okay, this is what you yeah. asked for. Okay. Stop, don't take it personally. They're, they already paid you money. That's not personal. Yeah. They're telling you a problem with your business. And then you have to address it and then iterate and fix it. So, you know, there's a, through the pro- process, like the newer people are like, hey, we need more. Like, we don't know what you're talking about here. We mm-hmm. just want to know 
how do you buy your first house hack? And I was just like, I hate, it felt so heavy to me to teach that. But there's so many people that love teaching that stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't want to teach this stuff. So now I, I funnel them to another course, another, another community that specializes in them. And I've got my avatar to where uh, my person that I love helping is what, who I lovingly categorize as gunpowder. That's who I want to help. I want to love help gunpowder, man, because gunpowder is just sitting ready for a spark. And as soon as you give it that spark, gunpowder explodes. And yeah. that spark is like that one relationship, that one connection, that one webinar, that one idea, that one call that they heard on Airbnb. And they're like, oh, my God, this is the best thing ever. Like, I'm going to go do everything I can to go get an Airbnb this week. Like, yeah. that's who I want in the group. And that's who thrives. And that's who we that's have. That's it. I love that. I love that avatar uh, persona that you have there because, like, I've I've always learned, you know, yeah, find your avatar mm-hmm. and and name me him. three you years know, it's ago. Like, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. I think uh, Rory Vaden says you're perfectly positioned to help the person you once were. Yeah, and so t- latching onto that, but I love the name that you that you actually title in gunpowder. Title it gunpowder because yeah. that's more powerful than Steve. You know, yeah, <laughs> no, that's like, gunpowder, it's like, yeah. man. There's this yeah. girl. There's this there's this woman named Caitlin who who joined stay at home mom. Uh, her husband's in the military. They've got mm-hmm. a house. Uh, so far, she, within beginning of the group, she's taken down a, a quad. So she bought down, brought down a fourplex that she's going to do MTR strategy, which should cash flow $3,000 net per month in one deal. Yeah. Now, mind you, it's $3,000 a year to be in Action Academy. She just built $3,000 of cash flow in one deal in the first couple of months. And now she's under contract on a $1.3 million self-storage. That's incredible. I'm like, gunpowder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Well, it's uh, and and I I I know we're running short on time here. I mean, I could probably do it. We, we'll definitely do a phase two on this, but uh, I want to ask about the podcast and and ask how that's going because I mean, you sure. just rocketed on that thing, and I mean, you're you're the the guests you have. You know, you've got such high quality guests on there, seven eight nine figure entrepreneurs that are really you know. Have you have you learned a lot from that, and are you are you starting uh, um and how have you built, uh, I, I mean, are you just, I mean, you mentioned you've done this organically. So are you, are you uh, uh, just, just uh, kind of feeding the machine with passion or what's, uh, what's going on there? How are you doing it? So um, to uh, the best way to accomplish a goal is to be the type of person that accomplishes goals, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So instead of like, I'm going to work out 700 times over the next two years, you're like, you just become the person that works out. So I've done a daily podcast since traveling. So when I left, and that's why I get so upset with people that are like, I don't have time to podcast. I'm like, my brother in Christ, I was traveling around six different time zones that were seven hours ahead, eight hours, 12 hours, 13 hours ahead. I was always bouncing between time zones. And every single day I made a podcast. Um, Mm -hmm. So I do five a week and uh, starting from last June when I started traveling. And so now it's just, it's part of my identity. Like I've got so many in a row, I'm not gonna miss now. Yeah, there's been moment, there's been mornings where I've been drunk and I had to wake up at 1 a.m. in a cold sweat and run to my computer because I was like, uh oh, almost forgot. Today's not the day. Because <laughs> right now I'm right. like, I'm at like episode 210 in a row or something. Yeah, like I'm not gonna miss that trend. So right now, yeah, it's organic. We're growing. We're about uh, 45, 50 thousand downloads a month. Uh, growing that fast. Um, so uh, one of my huge KPIs is being on other podcasts. So hopefully you guys enjoyed. If you're still listening, I'm assuming you enjoyed and would enjoy my podcast. 
So this is the big thing I do. I'm on three guest podcasts a week. Um, so yeah, man, it's my entire like life's passion. And now it's just become something that's so ingrained with what I do every day that I forget how much value I'm bringing to people um, mm-hmm. through the show because it's just something I do. Like I wake up, I, you know, go talk to my community. I build my community and I podcast. That's what I do. And you just see numbers on the screen and you forget until like you see somebody and they're like, dude, that one episode completely changed my business. Like I completely changed my life. Like I had a girl that joined the community and she said, I was submitting offers for my first rental property. And I had submitted like 10 offers and I got beat out by an all cash buyer from California and I was so defeated. And I listened to one of your podcasts like seven months ago. And it was like the fir- perfect thing I needed to hear at the time to convince me to keep going and to submit more offers. And I told my realtor to submit five more offers. And one of those offers was the one that got accepted for my first rental. Boom. And it's like, you don't hear about that stuff. Mm-hmm. I heard about it seven months after the fact when she joined my community. So all these people when you're creating content are silently like you're depositing value into them without them even without you even knowing. So the cool thing is that the thing that I'm starting to get a bit better at is asking, you know, for help in return. So Mm -hmm. what that looks like is me like saying, hey, guys, listen to this podcast, like check out my podcast, like share Adam's show, share my show. Um, There's plenty of room and rotation for your podcast. Like if you're interested in the community, book a free call. Like I do free 15 minute coaching calls as an intro to the community, like asking for help. Uh, I'm getting better at it, but it took a while. (laughs) It does. I mean, there, there's this ego there that that's like, yeah, I don't want to bug people or I don't want right. to really, it's like, it's, it's inflecting you. I mean, like I, I found, I don't know if you found this, but it's just like when you're, when you're starting to ask for help and like say that you're also inclined to give more value. Like you're right. just like, you're, you're, you're inclined to like say, Hey, how can I help you? Or how, what can I do? What can we do to make this? And it's just like so many more connections have been made since that, since that transition. Um, also, so that's great. another important point to that is a lot of people will have like this motivation for starting a podcast mm-hmm. and they'll say, I'm trying to raise money for my multifamily. I'm trying to like do this for my business. I'm trying to do that. I'm trying to build like money or sell this online course. I did my podcast for a year without any intention of profit. Now <laughs> I ended up making some side profit from it, from the affiliates, but I never advertised anything traditionally on the show for a year. I just did it to help people. So the rule of content is the longer that you can build a runway of depositing value without making an ask, the larger the ask can be. So Mm -hmm. if you think that you could start a podcast tomorrow and sell a $3,000 mastermind program that people will like jump hand over fist to be a part of, you are wrong. You're mistaken. You haven't deposited enough value. You haven't done your reps. But like I did, I built like I did an entire year my entire business model that I think more people should follow, I don't get why they don't, is I give all the information away for free. Like, it's on the podcast. Like, I've got over 300 hours for free. Um, (laughs) I just, you pay for the execution. So it's like, I give you the information for free. You pay for to be in the group where somebody is like staring you in the eyeballs and they're like, hey, like, I'm in your pod. Like, you said that you were going to call 50 brokers this week. Why didn't you? Like, do you not care about your goal? (laughs) <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> that's where the rubber meets the road. Right. Is that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, this has been, this has been awesome. And I wanted to touch on too, you're, you're offering, so 15 minute coaching calls. Can you just kind of touch on what you're, what you're doing there? Yeah. So, um, like I said, again, um, what our avatar is, is if you got like a rental or if you're in your first house hack, your first rental property, you're trying to scale up, 
leave your job within 12 months. That's our jam. That's our sweet spot. Happy to mm-hmm. do a call. I'll give Adam my Calendly. You can just book directly there with me. Um, and I will coach you. If it's not a fit, I'll tell you it's not a fit. If there's a different program, like some people are coming in, they're like, hey, I just want to do Airbnb. Like, I don't want to do all the rest of this stuff. Cool. <laughs> I got plenty of Airbnb girls and guys for you. I'll direct you to them because yeah. it doesn't really matter to me. So, uh, yeah, feel free to book a 15-minute call with me. If you want something to read, uh, w2 That's a 30-page free guide walking you guys through the step-by-step the four-step framework that we talked about today. Besides that, check out Action Academy Podcast. I'm on there every single day and I'm not going Definitely. anywhere. <laughs> awesome, Brian. Dude, this was this was awesome. Yeah, please do check out Brian. Check out the Action Academy Podcast. Check out everything he's doing. Uh, this guy drops so, so much value on social media, on his podcast. And I'm a, I'm a frequent listener. I'm a, I, I'm a stalker on, on it, on Instagram. <laughs> Keep doing it, dude. Thanks for, uh, thanks for, uh, staying with me today and, and sharing some of your wisdom. Thanks for having me, buddy. This is awesome yeah. what you're doing, man. And it's, uh, it's a great show when this airs, I'll put it on my show too, to, to promote this out, man. This is a great concept. You're helping a lot of people. Thanks for having me. Thanks, man. Appreciate that. And, uh, to all you out there listening, thank you so much for joining us and we will see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Flow Over Fear podcast. If you're enjoying this show, please do me a favor and hit the subscribe button. I will be so grateful if you do, and I'll look forward to bringing you more value in our next episode. I'll see you then.